This episode of the WDW Review is brought to you by DVC Dash Rental. As you know, we're your go to place for all Disney vacations. But have you ever thought of taking a beach vacation that has a little Disney flair to it? We also book Disney's Vero Beach on the Atlantic Ocean in Florida and Disney's Hilton Head Resort in South Carolina. Or if you really want to spring for a nice vacation, definitely check us out because we do Disney's Alani in Hawaii. Hello, welcome to the Dub Dub Review, and I am your host, Chris Malik. And I'm flying solo today. But as I've mentioned before, whenever I say I'm flying solo, I usually bring along a friend, so it's really not true. And today is not the exception as well. I'm bringing along today my friend Michael Black from the Theme Park Brothers. Michael, how are you? Doing great, Chris. How about yourself? I'm doing really good. So today we're going to skip. We're going to skip all the usual intros the things like like tell me something good in your life or or how are you doing or what do you got coming up in the future because you pitched an idea to me for today's show so inspiration hit 14 or 16 hours ago when you texted me a few ideas and i kind of ran with it and i started doing some research so i don't even want to go and 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 do the normal intro i want to bring you back on cuz i want you to pitch the idea back to me so everyone understands what we're trying to do today for our uh, our I guess you'd say our, our Imagineer Amateur Hour, and uh, we'll go from there. And then once you pitch the idea, I'm going to take some notes so I can figure out how to maneuver and cheat to make sure my ideas sound better. Does that sound like a consistent thing that I would do to you? Yeah, that sounds fair. Yeah, <laughs> Sounds like what I would do. All right. So so tell everyone what we're going to try and do today for today's, today's show. Okay. Well, the idea struck me because um, I was looking at uh, Disneyland. And when I looked at Disneyland, I saw two parks, and I saw a lot of the same attractions that we have at Walt Disney World in four parks. I saw them crammed into two. So I thought, man, you know, it it was kind of weird to see the juxtaposition between certain attractions. Um, So I thought, what would it be like to take a park at Walt Disney World and then work in attractions from the other three parks and see how that would fit. Now, they would have to fit theme-wise, and they would have to reasonably, and I say that in air quotes, reasonably fit in the area um, as far as space for the attraction. Okay, so you're not putting Space Mountain in the back of the UK Pavilion for the British Space Program, correct? Because obviously you're not going to fit. Right. Okay. It's just, that's just not going to work. Okay. Um, so uh, I chose Epcot. Crossing because off I thought, one idea. <laughs> okay. I chose Epcot because I thought, you know, Epcot has two different worlds, um, so it's possible to fit it in. Now, I could have chose Magic Kingdom, but in my eyes, I didn't think there was as much space to work with. Um, So I chose Epcot. So basically what we're doing here is we're going to take 11 attractions, or let's go with 10 attractions, and we're going to fit them into Epcot to make a super Epcot. Or an Edcot, if you will. A Megacot. A, a Megacot. <laughs> a, a park with more attractions than probably this park could handle. So are you ready for the challenge? Okay, Again. so retrofitting oh, or maneuvering 
attractions to fit inside the existing theme. But, like, let's just say I was crazy and I wanted to go and take Future World. Let's just say I, uh, for argument's sake, I want to take Future World East. Okay, and which is which is now the going to be the Guardians coaster and 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 dinosaur. Um, I'm sorry, um, Mission Space. And we, I wanted to remove all of the attractions and lay four new attractions there. Could I do that, or do I have to retain any of the attractions? You could do that, but the problem is at that point you would lose any of those attractions. Um, so the normal Epcot attractions that are there mm-hmm. can stay there. Okay. And be part of your mega park. Okay. But the second you retrofit or you move anything or demolish anything to build, then you've lost those attractions. So you would lose mission space and you would not have the Guardians uh, ride in the future. Okay. Okay. So uh, ideally, you want to kind of shoehorn these in as opposed to removing because you're gonna re- you're gonna remove other ones, correct? Correct. And I think that that you know overall, I think you'd have more attractions, more capacity. I think the park would do better. Okay. So I thought maybe a little friendly competition between the two of us. See who comes up with the best park, things like that. Okay. So how is this going to be decided? Is it just going to be me and you? We're going to, how, how are you going to, what is your plan for this? Well, because I don't I like to lose. Should, I, I think we should throw it out to Edcott. I really do. I think we should throw it out to them and let them vote and decide on which one is the best. Okay, so I know I'm at a disadvantage. Here, Chris. <laughs> Why? Well, you, you got better ideas. My, you know my ideas. I got 160 shows and they're terrible. So you got a good advantage on me. Um, I should state that if you're wondering what he's talking about, Edcott's the group for uh, essentially is the community that uh, of friends and listeners and people that interact with us from the show from the WW Review. So search it out. It's Edcott, E-D-C-O-T, and you have to answer a question or two just to make sure you're not a robot or you're not uh, um, um, essentially a, a, a fake profile, and you're in. That's all. Uh, so join us, Edcott, E-D-C-O-T. So you ready to get going? Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Um, I think you can go first. I, I threw the challenge at you, so it's only fair to let you have the first. Okay. And I'm guessing you and I are probably going to have maybe the same attraction, but probably not in the same spaces, so it counts. And then will you actually create like a map? You mentioned this, that you were going to create a map, so it'll be easier for people to see what the attractions look like and where we're placing them. Would you do that? Absolutely. I've got mine done, and I'm just ready to hear yours, and I will put that map together, and we'll put them side by side. Okay. So, I had a... uh, I've got... I've got ten, I've got ten really good ideas, and the good news is is that I really don't pull out a whole lot of attractions. These are modifications or additions onto existing places or 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 areas. So I think I'm going to be in a really good spot here. The first one I'm going to go with, and I kind of had a Freudian slip there, is we're going to leave the Guardians coaster where it's at. And we're going to leave Mission Space where it's at. We're going to leave Test Track where it's at. But I'm going to pull out the old Wonders of Life Pavilion, okay? And you can't say I lose anything because there's really no attraction in there. So I'm pulling out that pavilion, and I'm going to Animal Kingdom, and I'm taking the dinosaur ride. And here's why. The dinosaur ride's going to go right there. It's going to make four amazing thrill attractions in that corner of the park. But here's what's cool about it. It's futuristic, right? You're at the time rover. It's also historical. Historical, I guess you'd say in the sense of like the dinosaur age, you know, with Carnotaurus and, and whatnot. Um, 
hey, do you need to borrow any dinosaurs? You want to know why? Because you'd make an awesome throwback for the universe of energy's dinosaurs that used to be right next door. So you're going to get the view and the throwback from universe of energy right next door to an awesome futuristic attraction kind of shoehorned in an area they're not otherwise using. Wow. that Now that... That's smart thinking. Right. Because I also had an attraction right there replacing that building because obviously it's prime real estate right there. We, we know it's there. It's not being used for much. Okay. So I'd like to say, Disney, if you're listening, feel free. If you want to contact me for my Imagineering knowledge, I'm, I'm up. I'm willing. I, I'll relocate. You just let me know. Call me. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Are we just going to go attraction per attraction? That'd yeah. That would probably make more sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, um, because this one ties in, because I'll just go right there and tell you what I was going to replace. And it's, man, it's it takes no thought whatsoever. And yours was so much better. Um, but I'm just going to put Star Tours right there. Um, and I, I know that seems so simple, uh, but I had heard, I had heard, uh, you know, that there was going to be some sort of a Star Wars possible restaurant around there, or they had talked about it. Um, So I thought if that ever gets green-lighted or that is the case, then I've got Star Tours right there um, by Guardians, by Mission Space. You know, Test Track is still there. Um, I thought it fit, but it may fit a little too well and not be as imaginative. So... And the movie, the movie geeks of the world, their heads would explode if the Star Wars attraction and the Guardians were right next door to each other. Right? Hey, why not? Why not? Right? All right. Okay. So I'm going to come back at you. You ready? I am ready. So remember, everything here is kind of with a catch. So I'm going to take the Tomorrowland Speedway. Okay. So here's the catch. Underneath Test Track and behind Test Track is essentially a parking lot. And as the vehicle goes out from the pavilion and gains this top speed and comes back in, it's essentially a parking lot. I'm going to take the Tomorrowland Speedway, but it needs some refurbishment. The The Corvette Stingray look has to be reimagined. And in fact, the whole engine style has to be reimagined. It can't be a gas combustion engine. It has to be an electrical battery-powered engine. And you know what? It wouldn't take anything like the test track vehicles above to have when you press the accelerator. The car wouldn't make the the historical sound. It would make some kind of futuristic sound. So it would work with a test track type attraction. And underneath, so you got futuristic looking cars, you got futuristic looking sounds, and you got silent uh, acceleration. It's going to mimic some of the test track areas above. So you're going to have an area where the vehicle would go back and forward or over rough terrain, or you're going to have an acceleration, but it's going to be something everyone can do. So I know there's a height restriction, but this is going to be accepting for everybody. So it's going to be like test track big brother and test track little brother right below it hmm? i could see that you know i'd be interested in that right <laughs> yeah that's right about my my speed no pun intended now i've i've really overloaded future world east but for that side of the park i think those are actual spaces that can be developed especially the area behind it that's a massive essentially blacktop area behind it i think this would fit perfectly in that area I completely agree, and I'll tell you what. I've got Tomorrowland Speedway, too, but I've got it in a completely different part of the park. Okay. 
Um, so I'm going to take you over between the German Germany and Italy pavilion, uh, where right now there's the train set mm-hmm. and or, you know the train display, the model train, and so back behind there. What I'm going to do is I'm going to split the Tomorrowland Speedway, and it's going to be between Germany and Italy. One side will be an autobahn type experience, and the other side will be a Formula One type experience, where you're you're in like a you know, one of those Formula One cars with the big tires, you know, um, on the Italy side. And how I got there, don't ask me. I tried to make a tie between Italy and uh, Formula One racing, and all I could get was I know there's some race car drivers with Italian names. So I got nowhere, okay? I tried to blow you away with my knowledge and my history of auto racing. I could find nothing to support this argument. But I still think it would be cool to have two different sides. Um, one side would be regular cars, Autobahn type. The Italy side would be the Formula One racing. Okay, so your version of Tomorrowland Speedway is now sponsored by Audi, BMW, and Fiat, right? Of course, it's in World Showcase. We can have sponsors. Right, you have sponsors. Okay. I like that idea that it has good possibilities and each car could be a rotation. i I like it, but I think that area by Germany could be more wisely used. I'm going to remove that train set, and I love that train set. I know your boy loves that train set, but that area, there's a big patch of property right there. It's bigger than people think. It can hold a large footprint for an attraction, a big attraction, like a headline attraction, like the Seven Dwarves Mine Train, because inherently, Snow White is from a German fairy tale. And she appears there as well, too. So if she appears there, you can bring a headliner in, and it's going to fit because that area is big. I'd bring a headliner. I'd drop the mine train right in there. It already practically looks like area areas uh, of, of Bavaria, and I think it's a natural fit. I think it's an easy combination right there. Yeah, I'm a little frustrated I didn't come up with that one. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking about Snow White. Um, you were thinking of Dario Franchetti and all these Italian drivers, right? But I, I just couldn't figure out how I was going to bring back Snow White's Scary Adventures because for some reason my mind didn't even go to the mine train. That's, that's just unbelievable. This is I, not I, good I for gonna, you, Michael. Come on, give me some good yeah. ones. You, no, you, I'm going to tell you what. This was my idea, and just like fantasy football, I'm going to go down and smoke before this thing even starts. No, you got some good ideas. Go ahead. Hit, hit me up with one of your other ones. Oh, I got to try to redeem myself here. Um, okay, I, I'm going to go with one of the ones that I'm kind of proud of. You know, in, uh, over by Canada, it, well, the Canadian Pavilion, you have a huge, the, the waterfall, the beautiful mountains, basically. Um, what I'm going to do is between Canada and the United Kingdom, and you have to go with me here, I'm going to put Pirates of the Caribbean back there. You know where that building is, where they always have like, special events and and things like that michael you you, uh, you have canadian pirates now just hold on a second because we i said you got to go with me here r a okay i'm just going okay because what we're going to do it is that that right there is kind of a bridge between the old world and the new world we've got the united kingdom and canada I'm telling you, it's a stretch. But we're putting pirates back there, and the entrance would actually go through the caves and the waterfalls of Canada. So I wouldn't have to do much 
as far as you know bringing in an entrance and then it would just kind of go back behind there the queue would and then pirates would be back in that area okay okay it's going to take a stretch um so i'm going to go i'm i love canada you know that it's one of my favorite pavilions it might be my favorite pavilion i like your idea and i like how they've designed it back in the mountains and it kind of looks like you know the wilderness back there so much so that i'm going to do a little tweaking and retrofitting and big thunder mountain is going to become the canadian rocky thunder mountain it practically looks like the scenery already and it fits behind there you can take away the special event pavilion you know they have beautiful mountains in canada so I'm thinking it would be a natural conversion. You, you simply tie it in. You, you make it look a little less southwest and a little more rugged. You throw some snow peaks on the mountains there for Big Thunder, and it becomes a Canadian Rocky Thunder Mountain Railroad. What do you think about that? Another bullseye. Come on. Come on. Yours is good, too. Yours is good, too. That was actually the you, first you know, one. That was the first one that I thought, because I was looking at the topography, and I thought, it looks pretty similar. It wouldn't be hard to convert that over. You you can just throw some snow peaks out there, some 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 like mountain goats and 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 whatnot. You've got a natural combination. You know what it would, and you know where I'm seeing here now that I have it. It's distinct disadvantage in this competition. You don't go on the thrill rides, is, right? No, it, it's it's not that. It's the fact that when I originally did this, I threw in thirty attractions in Epcot. So basically, I I had put in 30 different attractions. And so dwindling it down to 10, what I have done is I've sold myself short on the creative, is what I have done, because I was trying to get volume. Michael, you've got good ideas. Come on, don't get yourself down. Let's go. Let's, let's compete here. Give me another one. Hit me up with something solid. Knock me, well, knock me we over. Will, we will move forward. Okay. I think the outpost... Hang on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you going to... We carry on? Is that what you're going to say? Yes. Okay. That was my Epcot tie-in, but never mind. Go ahead. Keep on going. Yeah, I got you. Right. I got you. Okay. Um, so the outpost over there, I think, is a complete waste of space sometimes. Um, it just seems to be a walkway to get from Germany to China. Um, so over there at the outpost or Outlook or whatever that's called over there, um, we are going to put in Jungle Cruise back there. And actually, you got the space for Jungle Cruise back there, brother. Oh, there is a space for Jungle Cruise. If you've got space for Tomorrowland Speedway in cast member parking, then I can put Jungle Cruise back there between. Good heavens! Okay, okay. And I'm going to tell you that I'm so frustrated at this point. I'm putting two attractions over there. (laughs) One is going. You know where the rock fixture basically is before you get to China. Okay. Over there. Okay. On the lagoon side. Hang on. So this is one, or is this you? you can't, are you doing two right now, NB? Are you oh, trying? I'm doing two attractions. Okay. Jungle Cruise is on the back side, and on the lagoon side is Enchanted Tiki Room. They're coming together from Adventureland. They're plopping right there. One you're going to be able to see from the lagoon, and the other is going to basically take you back there, in behind. And you have your Jungle Cruise. Hey, God. So you've taken the entire theme of the Enchanted Tiki Room, the whole the, the, the Hawaiian Pacific Island theme, and now it's located on the opposite side of the globe in one of the islands off Africa? Is that what you're proposing it to me at this point? 
What I'm saying is it's an Adventureland connection. Okay. And if it's good enough for if it's good enough for Magic Kingdom to put them together in Adventureland, then we can put them in this park. Okay. Epcot. Okay. Okay. The Jungle Cruise is now legitimately like 38 seconds long, though I'm seeing this, but this is okay. I like that idea. I'm just not sure how it plays out. But actually, Michael, I'm going to let you have it because I don't have anything for the outpost. And I think that's that, that's kind of been a bugaboo for Imagineers forever is they can't figure out what to do with it back there. I know it's a prime spot. So it's yours. You got it. Okay. All right. Now you can hit me with two if you'd like. No, 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 no. I do things legit. You, you, you know me. I never cheat. I never cheat or stretch. Uh, this is all legit. Here we go. <laughs> you know, in the United Kingdom... Towards the back, they have that little band pavilion. It's completely unused, but it's pretty. And you kind of have to walk through the streets to get back there. Mm-hmm. I, I might go and say you have to walk through the streets of London to get back there. But mm-hmm. wonder you, what we're putting back there. Oh, yeah. It's going right back there. I'm putting Peter Pan. And you know what it's going to do? It's a headliner. So it's going to draw people back through your streets as opposed to kind of the meandering garden back there that really no one goes to unless there's a band playing. I'm putting Peter Pan back there, and that's going to help take away some of the traffic flow off the World Showcase, you know, main main strip right there. And it's going to force you to the back. So if they wanted to create a dining experience back there, or if they wanted to create a uh, uh, like an ice cream shop or, or something unique back there, it's going to force you back there because you're going to have to go there if you want to go on Peter Pan. It's a natural fit. I'm surprised that there hasn't been another attraction kind of themed towards Peter Pan or Alice, so to speak, back there already. But Peter Pan's hey, going... don't step on mine, man. Oh. Don't step on it. Okay, so Peter Pan is going in the back of the United Kingdom Pavilion. Well, what do you think I have going in there? Well, that's why I got it off first. It's all strategery, right? Okay. Yeah, I, I actually... I didn't go with Peter Pan's flight because I didn't have quite enough room. I already took the space, I thought, for pirates kind of back in the back there. So over where you're talking, um, I didn't know that Peter Pan would fit back there. I'm going to be honest. So, Well, you've I, got Canadian pirates everywhere, for, 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 for goodness sake, at this point. Hey, I know. But what I'm going to put over there is Mad Tea Party. I thought that that would fit back in that small area, mm-hmm. that it doesn't have a very big footprint. It's very inclusive, and I thought that we could use the gardens around it to have basically the topiaries and the things that are around it at Magic Kingdom now. So Mad Tea Party, I think, would fit perfectly. And I think for all the same reasons you had said, have an attraction back there, have folks wanting to come back and see it. And I don't think that it, I, I think it's keep is in keeping with the twinnings or twinings. I don't know how to say that, mm-hmm. uh, the, the tea um, store there. And I think it just all fits. You know, that is a good fit, and it's smaller than Peter Pan. I don't know if it's going to draw people back there, but it's a good fit. It definitely is a natural connection. So I'm going to go with one here that is, this is a slam dunk, if there's ever been a slam dunk. And in fact, I've always thought it fit really funky in Adventureland. But that Aladdin Magic Carpets, that just doesn't fit right there. And I know it's nice because it takes away, and it's the line's always, good heavens, is always 45 minutes long. But that's going to be a natural fit for Morocco. No doubt about it. It's going to Morocco. But it's going to go, again, towards the back of the pavilion. I think the best part about the Morocco pavilion might, in fact, be the fact that you can wander and meander in the back streets. And, you know, you you, you kind of want to go back there. You really kind of don't. It's beautiful, but... 
there's really nothing to draw you back in there. But if you go back there, it's like, this is a really cool experience. You know, the, it was designed, and I know my facts are wrong, but I know that somehow the, the king uh, uh, of Morocco sent over his royal architects to go and help design it when it was first created. It's really worth taking a look, but nothing makes you want to go back there. But if I yeah. threw the magic carpets back there, and I threw Aladdin and Jasmine, or maybe even the genie out front kind of helping you get back there, it'd bring you back there. And if you saw the lights light up and you heard the music, you'd want to go back there and figure out what it is. So I'm throwing Aladdin in the towards the back of Morocco. I That is one of those perfect fits. I think it, it's kind of along the lines of my star tours, throwing it over there and, you know, by mission space. So um, it, it definitely is one of those kind of, I don't want that to come off wrong. No brainers, but yeah, I, I, I think that that's perfect, and I didn't even think of it. So brilliant. Okay. All right. Um, where to go next? All right. Um, well, I have an attraction here that I thought had to be in the park, and that is Carousel Progress. I had to have it. Um, and what better place to put it than between Mission Space and Test Track? Um, over there, basically, where there have been some, oh, I don't know, some great historical <laughs> Disney um, attractions over in that area that may have gone by the wayside and people were a little upset about it. Um, but I want to bring that nostalgia kind of back by putting Carousel of Progress over there. Uh, I don't think that any park, Disney park, or Walt Disney World wouldn't be complete without that one. So I've got Carousel of Progress just going between Mission Space and Test Track. Okay. I like the idea, but I think I'm going to one-up you here again. You ready for this? I'm ready. Because the Disney community and the Epcot community is, is funny. They yearn for 1982, and they yearn for 1988 for all these great educational, even though when you were in 82 or 88, you probably didn't appreciate them, educational and classic like Epcot attractions. And you know what else is cool is like history of Epcot. And when you see the, you know, you know, you know, progress land and you see the models, and by the way, you haven't because you haven't been on Space Mountain, but the queue actually shows models of it on the way out. Uh, and you can see like how it was designed, as well as one of Walt's last pictures where he actually discusses his vision of Epcot. So, that completely unused Odyssey Center, it's gone. And it's getting yeah. replaced with a version of One Man's Dream. But it's not going to be One Man's Dream. It's going to be a complete education towards the history of Epcot starring Walt and involving a lot of the aspects of One Man's Dream. And it's going to be also, like he wanted, a future, a showcase of future technologies, which was the vision of Epcot and how it was going to be buoyed by, by, by the, the companies of America. They're going to be on display. It may involve a circle vision type movie, but I don't know how that plays in, but it's definitely going to be interactive and it's definitely going to explain what the original vision of Epcot would be. So if you want nostalgia... I'm going to bring it. If you want history of Epcot, I'm going to bring it. And that Odyssey Center, that 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 thing's been dead for a long time. It's going right there, and it's still involved. Uh, and, and it's easy access. You know, it's right from Future World. It's right from World Showcase. Natural fit. Well, it's so natural that I also have replaced the Odyssey 
with Walt Disney's One Man String. Get out. Nope, they're right there. It's on. I, I made this yesterday. You can't, uh, you can't deny me that that was there. So um, I completely agree. So I, I can't believe we put the same attraction in the same place. But uh, I think it just begs for something there, and I think it's a perfect place to put it because it's uh, a bridge between, you know, Future World and World Showcase. So I think it's a perfect place to put that attraction. But are you using it to explain Epcot with future technologies, or is it just going to be a plop in from Walt Disney's One, one Man's Dream? I just want to make sure we're clear on this. Well, because we're competing, I, and this is it, this is like a cage match. You know, two men enter, one man leave. I want to know. In my mind, it was never going to be able to be the exact same as it is in Hollywood Studios. It was going to have to change. Um, the only thing I had thought of was I was going to bring Walt's office back because that frustrates me every time I go there and I don't see Walt's office okay. uh, through the window there. Um, but, yeah, I didn't think it all the way through as far as that went. Uh, so, you, you know, you have me on that, but we both put one mainstream there, which I think is very interesting. Okay. So at this point, are we two giant Disney nerds that we spend our free time in the evening? And then like, once you get the idea, you're like, oh my God, this is awesome. You know, are we two giant Disney nerds? This, this would be the epitome. So, all right. We yeah, got, I think, I think so. we got three attractions left. Okay. So I've got one that kind of is good, but it's not great. And I've got two that I think are pretty good. So the one that I don't think is all that great, but it fits because I've been to Paris and it's not necessarily like like something you have to do. But right outside the Eiffel Tower is a carousel. Okay. And if you look, Cinderella, actually, believe it or not, the model for Cinderella that most people speculate was actually f- the French version. And I'm going to go and pull up a little bit of history here on you. Um, but I'm going to put essentially the Regal Carousel right outside of France. Now, when you get there, there's that that monolith thing. It's kind of like the billboard right in the middle. But just if you go off towards the right, there's an area that's completely un- unused. And I think the carousel is, is legitimately uh, you know, a smaller footprint. I think you can use it. So I'd like to go and, uh, and just read you this. The most popular version of Cinderella is arguably Disney's animated version in 1950. It is primarily based on Charles Perrault's version from 1697, which occurs in France. So, believe it or not, it would actually fit really well in France. And I think it would actually be something that people would look at and think, well, that fits. It's beautifully, it's aesthetically pleasing. I think it's a good fit, and it's it's small. You'd have really pretty views uh, from you know, from uh, the World Showcase Lagoon as it as it the friendship boats exit and head towards Beach Club and Yacht Club. I I think that that's a really good one. Yeah, and it ties into with the Beach Club too. So if you could see it, yeah, you could see it from the Beach Club kind of and the boardwalk. That whole aspect there, I like that. Okay. Um, I I I tell you, I, I'm going to go to a completely different part of the 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 park because I'm not following that with my France attraction because it's very loosely tied in there. So we're going to go to a completely different part of the park and I'm putting Toy Story Midway Mania in Innovate Innoventions West. Okay. Um, so it's going to go over West is if you're looking at spaceship earth, it's to the right. So it's the one that basically it used to have like the chase Mickey mouse meet and greet. It had the, where's the fire 
thing. Um, now it's just basically got, I think, some Pixar meet and greets in the back, like, um, oh, what you call it, or um, Inside Out, and then Baymax, I think, is in there. But what I want to do is I want to put Toy Story Mania over there because initially, and, and this is going to be me cheating and throwing in an 11th, um, I had Space Ranger spin on the opposite side in Innovations East. And what I'm basically doing is turning that whole area there into basically a little Pixar area uh, because we're going to have all the meet and greets and everything in the building where you can meet the characters now, which is across from Innovations West. Okay. And basically, Mouse Gears can stay where it is, but it would probably be rethemed to have a lot more merchandise geared toward that aspect, the Disney Pixar connection. Um, so that whole area there would kind of become your Pixar Pier or your Toy Story Land or how, however you wanted to do it. But that's where the characters would fit, and then we wouldn't need to put them in any other part of the park. Okay. Well, I'm with you to a certain point, and I'd like to go and take you and move you to a different spot, though. So I used Buzz, but essentially Buzz is the older version, and Toy Story Midway Mania is the newer version, and it's a little more flexible. But you've got an attraction in this park that used to be much larger, and from what I understand, much better than it is right now. And I'm going to go over to Journey into Imagination. They've got the track. They've got the layout. They've got the headline character they don't really use, and they've got a secondary character in Dreamfinder. So I'm going to put Toy Story Midway Mania right there in that track, and I'm going to remove all the stuff that's inside. You're telling me you're killing Figment. Figment is dead. No. Folks, no. Listen, what he just said. Listen to me. Listen to me. It's not dead. As a matter of fact, he becomes better than ever because now with the screens used at Toy Story Midway Mania, Figment can appear as the 2018-2019 version of Figment. Figment can appear as the 1985 version of Figment, so can Dreamfinder. So can the Rainbow Bridge that you drive that you, that, that you would go under as your car goes through the Rainbow Bridge. Figment can appear in Smell version as you try and capture him and using imagination shooting out laughter and like lips and teeth at at targets or shooting out, you know, brain uh, like, like like lightning bolt thoughts at targets. Because you've got the track already. How hard could it be to convert that track over and those cars over? It exists right now. It doesn't disappear. It gets better. And it might actually come back. You would use some props from the original attraction, but it's buoyed based upon new technology. Okay, you saved yourself. Right? Are, are you interested? Would, would you Would you go on that one? That would be a big one for the Black family, I'm thinking. It, it definitely would. And, you know, I just... I hate replacing any attraction, but you're right. Um, that could use some tweaking. And if you're, as long as you're not getting rid of, rid of Figment completely, and you're actually kind of playing into the nostalgia of folks by bringing even things that aren't there before, um, or I, were there before, back in. I think I used the wrong word. I don't know if it's the Rainbow Bridge. It's the Rainbow Tunnel, you know, where the lights would light up over your head, the, the different color lights and whatnot. So I, I know I used the wrong word. I know everyone that's an Epcot fan is cringing at that. But you have to admit... I brought my A game today, right, Michael? You you did. I don't even think there's a competition. I may not even throw these up. 
We may just <laughs> declare you the winner. No, and we'll just move on. You have good ideas. I especially no, I like the gonna... I like the Canadian pirates. I do like the Canadian pirates. I'm sure there was a Canadian pirate at some point. So I like. I'm that. just going to be proud of myself for bringing this idea up, so that we have the privilege of hearing your ideas. No, your ideas are and, good. Your ideas are good. You, you know, not to throw this back up in your face, but the used car lot. You know, I think you've redeemed yourself from that. I think we can leave that alone now. That isn't dead. That's still on the drawing board. And when that day comes, I will stand on a platform with my arm raised and I will bring Tamara Spidell along with me in that journey because she was the only one that supported me. That idea is not dead. And if you're looking for what that is, you have to go back to like show like four. You can't even find it on iTunes anymore because it only plays the last hundred episodes. So I've got one more killer. So you're ready to go with this one? I, I am ready, but I just would like to say, first of all, that Tamara is like the nicest, sweetest person in the world, and she may just be being nice. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there. No. She sees my vision. All right? I know this, so don't don't, don't squish my... That's coming back. I promise you. That's coming, and you are going to... Everyone's going to text me that day and, and apologize. You're going to say hashtag apologies, so I'm just saying. All right. Hit me with your last one. All right. So here we go. So... The pavilion I haven't touched so far is the American Adventure. And that's because it's, you know, it's the, it was always envisioned to be the headline pavilion, obviously. And it's the one that, that's right in the center. But I'm not touching the pavilion. I'm not even going to touch the American Garden Theater. But behind the American Garden Theater, at least according to the the Walt Disney World, you know, the app, there's a, it looks like a ship that Christopher Columbus might have used. Okay. But it's largely sitting there. It's not interactive. So I'm taking the Liberty Bell from the Liberty Square Riverboat. And in fact, what it does is it travels along a track and it's connected by a cable. But you have a body of water that this new Liberty Bell can actually go and cruise along. But what makes this a really cool attraction is, yes, it screams Americana, right? Because it's a riverboat. And though it's technically not on a river, it's on a lagoon, it would still be a really cool attraction as long as you can get around those little water taxis. But what makes it special is you can convert this over for a special dining with a special location at night to see their new version of Illuminations or whatever it's going to be. So it's sitting A1 real estate with an attraction that would stop and cease to exist at about 7 o'clock at night or 9 o'clock at night or whenever the uh, version of Illuminations is for a special dining. So it serves as an attraction and as an upscale dining option. That's interesting until my Canadian pirates take over. <laughs> Arr, eh? <laughs> In okay. which case there could be some issues. All right. No, no, I like that idea. I think that's a really good one. Because you threw dining in there with the attraction, and I know Disney would love that. Well, here's my 11th. I'm going to go right back at you. And here's my 11th idea. is It's dining. It doesn't even need a theme. Because here's a theme. It's Tiana. Right? So she didn't make a diner on a riverboat, but she's as American as it gets. And she's as Southern as it gets. And in my mind's eye, when I tie in riverboats, I always tie in the South. So the natural hostess for the evening is Tiana. Well, I, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to clap right there. I think you summed it up. I'm not even going to give you my 11th. No, I need we're to done. hear your 11th. Nope. We're done. Come on. Throwing in the you towel. have good ideas too. I want to hear your ideas. I, I love I love your ideas. Give it to me. Well, 
I had to work Haunted Mansion in, um, and we know I had to work that in somewhere. Um, I, for some reason, I'm tying Haunted Mansion with, you know, uh, New Orleans. I think because of its tie into New Orleans Square, uh, correct? Mm-hmm. Is that where it's at? Mm-hmm. Um, at Disneyland. Um, so. Then I bridged it over to France, and that's why I thought the only place I could really put the Haunted Mansion would be in the France Pavilion. Um, and so that's where I put it. I just put it over there. Um, but now that I'm looking back on it, now that I hear your carousel idea and seeing it from the boardwalk, it just does not make sense. It doesn't work. I'm scrapping it. But that's where I would have put it. Was in France, okay. the haunted mansion. Okay. I thought the architecture-wise, it would have fit. It would have fit. Can I? Can I give you one more? Sure. All right. I'm giving no love to China or Japan at this point. Japan, they always rumored the the Mount Fuji coaster, but this doesn't really count. This is just an idea. So, believe it or not, like I like eating at at the restaurant, and I like walking back and looking in the shop, but. The movie is is not my favorite, so it could be revitalized. So if you took Festival of the Lion King and it became Mulan's festival, you could put a live-action theatrical production involving martial arts and involving amazing singing, and you could plop it right in there in China. You could, but technically you're not putting... I don't know what you're doing there. There's some sort of cheating going on in this one because you're you're taking Festival of the oh. Lion King, you're throwing it in China, then you're just going to make it work by throwing a different character in there. I don't know. I'm declaring shenanigans on this. Well, one. that's why I said it was a bonus. I couldn't quite flesh the idea out. I'm just throwing it up there, right? No good ideas ever die. They just kind of sit around and wait for you know revitalization. Well, that's as bad as me not thinking and putting Under the Sea with Little Mermaid over between the seas and the land. That makes no sense whatsoever. Well, just yeah. hang on. The Little Mermaid is a fairy tale that could be based in Scandinavia. And the problem is the real estate. I thought about putting it in over by Norway, over by Arendelle, I should say. That would drive some people nuts. Well, yeah, but I'm putting it over by another clamshell ride. It makes no sense. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. Yeah, that, that's horrible. And you know what? I'm going back to the me trying to get too many attractions into this thing and just throwing them where I thought they would fit. Oh, stop with the defeatist talk. You've got good ideas. Post them when we get this show out there and let's let people decide. I think we've got some good ideas, though. Not that they're ever going to do that, but you can see how much... I think this I think this highlights one thing, and this is in full sincerity. How much space there is or how... This is going to sound like I'm being negative, and I'm not. Or how devoid of headline attractions or things for people to do in addition to the current attractions... Or how much Epcot could really hold. Yeah, they're not going to all fit. It's going to be overcrowded. But you see, the things that I've added, I really removed nothing. It was refurbishment or it was based upon existing pavilions that could hold additional attractions and hold additional bodies. You know, so I don't think we've done something goofy. We've not put in huge attractions into tiny spaces. That just shows you how big that property is or how underutilized it is. Wouldn't you agree? I would, and I think, like you said, I think it just highlights, like, uh, with certain areas when you're talking about the outpost, something really needs to be done with that. Um, you know, you're talking about Wonders of Life, Odyssey. Those are two areas that they just open up for seasonal events, 
and I don't know why they even need to do that because they tend to throw booths and stands up in the walkway to you know to get that accomplished. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. It, it really shows kind of a, a lack of imagination, if you will, um, of, of taking these things. And I know that there's been a huge focus on Pandora, a huge focus on Star Wars Land, Toy Story Land. You know, Magic Kingdom got its hub completely reimagined. I, I trust me. I understand that Epcot's day is coming. And uh, this may just highlight that, that they do have a lot of places where they could change for the better. And, and I think they will, knowing yep. Disney. I think it'll it'll get fixed. Yeah, it's on its way. Ratatouille ride is coming. It's on its way. But, uh, yeah, no, I uh, I appreciate the, the exercise, the creative exercise, buddy. If someone wanted to contact us or they had comments or thought my ideas were terrible and thought your ideas were really good, how could they do that? How would they contact you or, or, or me? Where could they reach us, buddy? Um, I think over at the Edcott group would be the best place. Um, and that's our, you know, you can find all of us over there. Um, that's where we will be discussing this. And I'm sure <laughs> there will be some comments out there and, and let us know what you would do. I think that that's, that's where the creativity really flows. What, what attraction would you throw in there? Where would you throw it? Yeah. Give us your one best conversion for, for, to put it into Epcot. Um, and I know I'm going to, you didn't say it because, because, you know, you didn't want to go and put it in, but I'm going to say it. If you're looking for, for theme park videos, for resort walkthroughs, uh, Michael's got a YouTube channel that features Michael, features his, his, his children, features his wife, great camera work. It's called theme park brothers. And you can find that on YouTube. You can find that essentially anywhere there's social media. You can find it on, uh, at theme park boys on Twitter and theme park brothers on Facebook. So check that out it's really good i guarantee you'll enjoy it and you'll spend some spend some good quality time there so for my buddy michael and for myself we want to thank you for joining us today we want to wish you a great day see you everybody I was going to say, yeah, let's put Expedition Everest in Italy because the Italy has the Alps and we can, but I was like, in what version of the world are people afraid of the Italian Yeti? You know, hey, it's a me, it's a Yeti, you know, what version <laughs> yeah. of the world is that happening? <laughs>